Welcome to Brands Made Meaningful, conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth-minded organizations. Welcome to anybody who's tuning in to a new episode of Brands Made Meaningful. I was going to jump right in with the title, but I think I've changed the title of this conversation two or three times already, just as we've been sitting here turning on our mics. (laughs) We're talking about execution of strategy or killing strategy in a good way, though. Crushing strategy. (laughs) Well, what we're talking about today is really understanding if you have a brand strategy in place, how do you execute upon it? In what ways do we start looking at things once we have this strategy all all set up, looking at the brand as it is today, how do we move forward? In what ways do we advise our clients to utilize that in the best ways? And then how do we move people into the future is really the topic. Most of the work that we do are for companies that have a brand. It's not very often that we're working for a startup. What I mean by that is there's, there's existing strategy in place. There's existing brand elements in place. There's story in place. Um, it may or may not all be the right story for where that brand is going to go, but there's equity, there's goodwill, there's something in place. We're not starting We're not starting from scratch, but a lot of times when people come to us or before they come to us, they assume that whatever they ask for us is going to result in us throwing away everything they have and starting over. But that's that's not not the, the way we look at it at all. I think the perspective that we bring to the table is your business has been in I don't know, 5, 10, 15 years of successful run. It's still alive, it's still kicking, it still does that. It's just needs a little bit of energy to keep it going or to re-energize the marketplace, the audience, the opportunities. So when we look at that, the first thing we we think about is what assets are in place that make it successful? What ways can we take what's currently there and make it a little bit better? But you don't do that without a strategy in place. So our first step is to always do a discovery session to go, okay, how do we, what, what's the problem here? What are we doing? When it would break all that down, understand the audience, understand the direction the company wants to go. And then we build out a strategy to say, okay, What's the best solution for us? What what do we what do we want to be in this marketplace? How do we want to talk to people? How do we want to interact? How do we want to be seen? And then once we're positioned in our minds the correct way, then we go, what does that look like? I think some clients grasp that and they totally get that there's something in the the strategy, in the foundation, maybe the guiding principles, maybe even the vision of the company or the target audience that's changed or off. And they totally get that when they're coming in for some sort of branding initiative, that that's the focus. But we also have clients that go right to that execution point and say, Mm -hmm. I have a branding problem. I need a better tagline or I need a new logo. Yeah. And, And maybe they do. But as we keep talking about on this in these uh, podcast conversations, the the logo, the tagline, those are just components. Yeah, those are vehicles to, to showcase the strategy behind it, right? So if we have a great tagline, that, that tagline is the, the goal is to communicate our strategy. If we have a great logo, the goal is to communicate our strategy. How are we being seen? In what ways do we want to be seen? And if we can get all of that right, 
and we're talking about execution today is it, we're, the the table stakes for this conversation is that you have a strategy that you really like that you're really excited about and that you're going forward with in a different conversation we can talk about that strategy but if we're saying that your brand's strategy is in a really great spot and you're excited about the way you're going then we go okay how do we execute upon that in what ways do we start looking at this and i think that internally here we have a kind of a three-part conversation that we have with our designers and writers and stuff and it's refine refresh redo we say okay now that we have a strategy in place now we look at all of these assets let's say it's like the logo or the tagline or maybe it's audience messaging we look at it and go okay does this need to be refined refreshed or redo or redone then we go back and say here now we have a plan of action we have priorities on the table and we know what to attack first we'll have clients just flat out say I'm having a branding problem. I'd like to talk to you guys. Does that mean I need a new logo? <laughs> and the unfortunate answer is, I don't know yet. <laughs> because I don't, I don't have a clear, because we haven't dug in, I don't have an understanding of who you are, who your audience is, and what you're trying to do. And once we get clarity on some of the, these core strategic pieces, then we can evaluate what you look like, what you sound like, and how that compares to your competitors mm -hmm. and then make a, a much more um, knowledgeable recommendation. We were at lunch with a prospective client last week and he said, do you like my logo? And my answer was, I don't know what your strategy is. I don't know what your, like, who's your audience? What are you going after? In what ways do you want that logo to convey that? Um, it's really hard. And I think that we do a a good job of trying to take out the personal preference because most of the time we're not the audience. You're not speaking to creative agencies normally with your brand. Uh, we do have actually a few clients that do speak to creative agencies, which makes it a little easier because we are the target market. We can be a little biased. But when you're looking at your logo, and I would suggest this for other people too, is to go back and say, well, do you like it or is it successful for your audience? Do you like it or is it successful based on how you want to be perceived? And I think that there's a bunch of ways you can look at um, brand branding and be very subjective and not objective with how you pick and piece all of these things together. Well, and if you become too subjective, you might end up changing something for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You might... You might subjectively say, I would like something different because I would like a look or a style that's more appealing to me. But if you're not the target market or the customer or the buyer, then you're changing things for cosmetic reasons because you like to wear your logo, which is totally, I totally understand, but you're disregarding some key components that will help ultimately that logo, which is just that that piece that symbolizes all the things that come around it and that that surround it and are behind it, that ultimately will make it a successful branding initiative. When we work with some larger companies and they get a new CMO or they get a new CEO, some things that are maybe not red flags, but they definitely cause a little bit of concern is when a new leadership comes in and they say, all right, we're going to scrap everything. Like we're just going to you know, start from ground one. And that's concerning for when we see successful brands 
that have worked really hard on what they have today and people come in, new leadership wants to own that. They want to put their mark on the company. And I think that great leaders that we've worked with have said, it's not my job to own this. It's not, this brand isn't even for me. My job is to move this company forward in the way that I feel is best. And I think that that what you're saying to me is we don't need to change things for the sake of changing things. We don't need to change things because I didn't, I wasn't a part of that process at the beginning. We need to change things for the right reasons. And if the right reasons are to have a better strategy or to do that, you always start with let's refine our strategy or let's look at the strategy first before we start picking apart a logo or we start picking apart the colors that we use. An example of that, of a brand or a couple of brands that we've worked with in the sporting goods industry that come to mind, one of them is uh, Shock Doctor. People often think of them as the mouth guard company because that's their main product, a main product line. You'll go into Dick's Sporting Goods and see a wall of mouth guards from Shock Doctor. A handful of years back, the company that owned Shock Doctor bought a competitive sporting goods company called McDavid. And we had been working with McDavid and they brought us in to say, what's the relationship? What's the brand relationship now between Shock Doctor and McDavid? And what, and, and should we change our brand, our colors, our logo, you know, what does that mean? What does that look like? And so it sparked some really thoughtful, strategic conversations around what is Shock Doctor? Who's the audience? How do they differ from McDavid? And the end goal was to help them understand what that relationship was between two companies that used to be direct competitors and now became siblings or cousins i'm not quite sure what the you know <laughs> fam familial yeah. definition ultimately is but for them to now come along side by side and that led to the strategy conversation specifically for shock doctor to determine who they are who their audience is and what the perception and personality and reputation for their brand that they were looking to solidify and grow in the sporting goods market when I think of our goals internally, when we work with our clients, our goal is to always help them move into the future. It's to say, where do you want to be in 10 years? How do we get you there? Where do you want to be in five years? And how do we help you get there as well? And when we think of those five, 10 year marks, the change doesn't happen immediately. And we're, we're always aware of you know, the costs that come with changing your brand, the investments that have to happen when you're looking at making large scale changes or even small scale changes that even the smallest thing for someone like a manufacturer can make a big difference within their molds and all these other things. So we're very aware of the investment. Not only do you put into us for our time, but the investment that you're putting into the materials that need to be created for that or any of the other pieces. When we're looking at a brand, the evolution of it can take years because of your brand might be great today, but it might need to be refined for the future. And I think that this is a really good example of a project that we're working on with the Minnesota Vikings about their brand might not need to change a lot from where it is today. But what we're starting to pick at is how do we refine that strategy so that we're seen the way we want to be seen and how do we inspire people internally to make decisions that will evolve us over time. So not all brand changes or especially brand strategy changes come in the form of overhauling 
your visuals or overhauling all your messaging or some of those tactical things that we think of, sometimes it just comes with a change in mindset to say we might have the exact same assets at play right now, but we're changing our mindset today and we're going to start making brand decisions as we go, whether it's campaign based, whether that's resource allocation based, we're going to start figuring out the ways that we want to evolve over the next five years rather than saying hard line here, we're going to change everything and keep moving forward in a completely new direction. In the three sort of approaches of refine, refresh, redo, it's almost hard for me to put the Vikings into one of those because from a cosmetic standpoint, it probably goes in the refinement because I don't think anybody's going to visually see any dramatic if any, visual changes to their their brand, their logo, their color palette, et cetera. Maybe some language um, over the next couple of years, potentially. But all of their work, which is in some cases a more substantial amount of work and focus and energy than the time that goes into, say, redesigning a visual asset like a logo or a, yeah. a, a, a creative campaign of some sort, but for them, what they needed wasn't cosmetic. It wasn't the. It wasn't a visual execution. It was that internal alignment on their ten-year target yeah. goal. Who are we? Who do we want to be? And where do we want to take our audience? And then to step back and say, okay, if ten years, this is what our goal is. What do we need to be doing three years from now? That's going to be helping us get to that point. And what can we do in the immediate now? to help us work towards that three and to work backwards that way. I think that when people, and it's a really good point when you say a lot of clients come to us and they go, okay, so I'm going to work with a creative agency or a branding agency or a design agency. That means like everything's off the table. And, and I hate that that's the way it, that's the way it feels because people don't like, um, there's almost this critique of what are we doing now? But the first thing that we look at is, okay, so if you don't have a strategy, we need to make a strategy and then feel what's right. I think a lot of the, even the larger companies we work with don't have a strategy. They just were, you know, organically created. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine when we get into, especially companies who are in their second stage, right? Or they're moving into their third stage. And if you don't know the stages, we have a conversation about that somewhere. But when a company's starting to mature a little bit and getting out of that startup role and starting to really grow in ways that they are seen not even as a local but more regional and national scale, their brand doesn't necessarily get created initially via strategy. It's created because that's all you had at the time. You might have hired a freelance designer to just throw something together for you or you said, oh, "I just need a, you know, I just need a B in a really cool look and I just let's just go forward. I have a sports, you know, I have a hockey company that has this and I'm just going to throw a B at it and let's just kind of stylize it and keep moving forward." But when we get into these larger growth opportunities, a strategy can really help you not even think about it externally, but the internal side, like you're talking about, is that mindset that we're taking forward to understand who we are. And as we hire people, it makes it easier for them to understand, okay, so this is who you are now as we're working forward. And now you can inspire them to make better decisions as they you know, have customer service in their mindset or they have sales in their mindset or even as they're looking at you know, product development. 
those can really make a difference for a company as it goes forward. Not not only because they're making the right decisions, because they're making decisions faster, because they have the tools at their at their fingertips to say, okay, here's what is really important for us as we move forward because we have a strategy in place. And I think that that's something that gets missed a lot within those growing companies. We keep saying 10 years, we keep saying decade. And I think that that's a key ballpark timeframe for, for several reasons. One, it's because when people are planning, when a business starts, a 10-year target in EOS terms is a long, it's a long time for a business. And it's, a, it's an eternity for a small business to look that far ahead and to try to see what that looks like. But it's a great aspirational benchmark when you're planning and, and articulating and crafting your vision and your mission and what it is that you're working towards because it's that stretched time frame it's really really critical key amount of time to let you i don't know stretch your stretch out and stretch your goals and see what it could be but it's also a long time and so in 10 years when you've like you said if somebody creates a brand in their startup 10 years is a long time in terms of visual trends and yeah. what the industry is doing. In 10 years, the target market can absolutely change. And I'm kind of jumping into some of the red flags, but you'll hear us say, how often should I reanalyze my brand? How often should I step back and look and determine if my brand is still appropriate, if it's still effective? And 10 years is a, is a really good guideline. When you say visual changes, right? When you're like, well, ten in a decade, <laughs> the expectation for consumers completely shifts. Absolutely. But I'm not talking about, well, we're going to set your visual direction for the next 10 years. That's not it at all. Exactly. It's how do we want to be seen and in what ways is that going to be impactful for our audience? That can evolve with the trends, right? To say... Okay, every year we look at here's our brand strategy. Are we executing on that? And in what ways are new trends actually going to help us? And in what ways trends should we stick away from? Because those are not in the direction that we want to go as a brand. And I think that that makes it easier to say, nope, we're not talking about the assets, the tactics, the logos, the colors, the style of all this stuff. We're talking about the strategy. So back up for a second and really list out how do you want to be seen? What is your position in the marketplace? And if you constantly, I would say, look at that every year and understand how do, how do we need to refine what we currently have to get there? It's not always to redo your logo. That's not always the answer. But as you evolve as a business and your strategy evolves as you keep moving forward, if you're looking at that every year, just like you would look at your marketing plan every year, or you'd look at the way that you want to relay out HR or something like that, where you're looking at something on a yearly basis, I'd come back to this strategy every year and say, are we executing on that the way we thought we could? And you'd be surprised by the small changes you can make that make a big impact on how you evolve as a company moving forward. I think many businesses, many leaders have an annual strategy, have an annual strategic session planning. Well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm taking it for granted to say that every business sits down every year and looks at what their brand strategy is, looks at what they're, where they're going, what needs to evolve, what's changing this year. Maybe I, I want that everybody sits yeah, down and doing that probably. responsibly every year. Yeah. But, I, but I also get that we get caught up in you know, the waves of 
you know, business and tasks, right? And so many things that need to be done every year. Doing the stuff, doing the yeah. work and getting tax forms turned in on time and actually, <laughs> you know, you're making sure you're leading the people that need to be led and to not step back from time to time or at least once a year and say, are we still, does this still make sense? It's also hard for some people to own that strategy to say i built the strategy and after a year we're not executing on it that's on me sometimes that's a really hard pill to swallow because at a lot of the organizations we work with there is one person that's in charge of that and and that's their job and so as we keep going forward i think the conversation is this is hard this is not an easy thing i think that a lot of people look at it and they go oh, you're just going to tweak some visuals and keep moving forward that's not it at all you're trying to stay ahead of trends you're trying to make sure that you're not being sucked in by other trends you're trying to stay authentic while still be surprising that's a really hard thing to do and branding is not an easy task by any means it's really complex it's super emotional based how do you still convey emotion without getting too squishy as we call it and if we keep moving forward with a good strategy that I think that that can help people at least have clarity, whether it's perfect, but we always say that there is, is it's better good done than perfect, never finished. Right? So if, if you're never going to finish that strategy because you're just going to keep sitting there picking at it, then it's not going to be good. But if you have a good enough strategy and you're going to have great execution on it, then you're going to have success in, the, in as you move forward. So let's talk a little bit about, some red flags. So in what ways do we see people having the problem of, wow, they should really be looking at the way they execute their strategy in, in what ways? So one that really comes out to me is that they have uh, grown, they've evolved. We talked about that a little bit when they start moving away from, you know, they've been in business for 10 years or they've been in business for 20 years. They've evolved from who they were and they probably need to update their positioning or update the way that they want to be seen in, in the world. But what are some other things that can really impact your audience, your audience change? We had a uh, uh, working with McDavid, they literally pivoted from targeting 30 year old athletes to 15 year old athletes and what those two audiences need or look for from that company is completely different. In working with the Vikings right now, we know that top of mind for them is the next generation of fans yeah. who consume their product and and as fans, that that looks completely different. What the baby boomer generation look like, or Gen X, or whatever, their their audience is evolving, and they need to respond and, and react to that. I think another one that happens is people get stuck in leadership debates or there's a little bit of internal politics that happen where things can't change because someone doesn't want them to change. We've worked with brands before where the CEO just likes it the way it is. Don't worry about it. And that has caused them to be out of date for years afterwards. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So I think being really open and honest about the way that you critique it internally can be a, a really helpful thing, but it can also be a red flag if no one's talking about it. If no one talks about some of the challenges that you're up against as a brand, then that can make it really hard for you to make any kind of change. The last one that we had talked about was just the misperception. When you start talking to your audience, you start talking to your customers or maybe even your fans in some cases, 
they don't understand who you are. They don't really get what you're trying to be, or maybe they think of you as what you used to be. And that can really be a red flag for a lot of companies to go, okay, we need to look at the way we show up or the strategy in which we want to have in place. Because if you're being misperceived in your channels, then that's a really difficult thing to come back from. If you set a certain precedent for 20 years and you're trying to change, it makes it really hard. We find it often where a, a client will say to us, if I could just sell all of these products that we currently sell to our customers who are buying this other product from us because they don't know that we also do this, we wouldn't even need to work on brand awareness. We, could, we would do great just by servicing the existing customers that we have. It's a very tactical misperception, but there's being misunderstood in who you are and what you stand for. It also can get granular and being confusing about like literally what are your products and services and what yeah, do you do? offering? How do you do it? Yeah, yeah. and I think it, it, people disregard some of those clarity points to say, no, they get it. And it's like, not always. <laughs> That's not always work. So how do they solve the problem? And we'll just touch on this until uh, the end here. But the three ways that we really start, and we've, already, we've had the whole conversation about it, but we always start with the strategy. When someone, just like I had said earlier, when someone goes, well, what do you think of our logo? I'd be like, well, show me your strategy. Like, what are you going after? What's your what's your goal here? What are you trying to achieve with that? That can be a real eye-opener for a lot of people. Always start with your strategy. If you don't have a strategy in place, try to at least pick apart some. There are ways that you can have very robust brand strategies, and there's ways that you can even just start working on it piece by piece. You don't have to you know, bite off the whole billion dollar company brand strategy to get at least some kind of clarity and some kind of direction within your brand. That's what the word meaningful, when we, when the name of the podcast is brands made meaningful, that's what meaningful means. It's what you said earlier in our effort to, to go for purpose over preference for being strategic instead of just cosmetic or visual. You can look cool all day, but if it's not rooted in anything meaningful or purposeful, it's not going to last or at least not for very long. Yeah. And you're just not going to have as much impact when you're saying, here's who we are and this is why it matters. The the who we are and why it matters has got to be authentic. And if it's not authentic, then you're really going to struggle. So start with the strategy every time. And like I said, even if it's small, start with a small strategy and move forward. There's always a way you can build it up as you go. The second one is to confirm your audience. And I would say that could be called confirm with your audience as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your audience changes altogether, like the conversation with McDavid. They totally switched from one generation to a completely different generation and say, we're going after a different target market. The other thing is to say, does your target market still resonate with you? Or do you still resonate with them? And to go, how do how do we how are we seen by the people that we think see us every day? Just to do some kind of consumer insights can really help you understand where you're at, where the health of your brand is. And if you do have a strategy in place, is that strategy being executed properly on? Your customers will tell you right away. Just what do you think of us? How did this? How do, what was our service like? How, how do our products feel when you work with them? And I think that there's a lot that you can learn from some really simple conversations with customers. We, we talk all the time about how important it is when you know who your customers are to understand what they want and expect from you. But a lot of times I think we just assume 
or make our own assumptions based on our former customers in knowing what they want. But especially in the case of McDavid or the Vikings, they needed to go find that data so that they really, truly asked those customers so that now they know what they want and what they expect. The last one that we talked about is you say take stock. I'm thinking of it as understand the lay of the land, understand what's going on. If you're really aware, that'll go a long ways from you being making smarter decisions. But when we say know who you are, but also know your competitors, know who's in the landscape. If you haven't looked at it in three to four years, there's probably new competitors out there that you're not aware of. Look at those opportunities. Look at the way that other people are talking. Look at the way that other people look and be aware of trends, but not to follow them, but just to be aware of them. I think that when people say, keep your head on a swivel, because then you won't get knocked out. That's exactly how I see it too. It's, it's, we have to be aware of everything that's around us so that we're just smarter people. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to change anything today, but it makes us better at what we do when we know what else is going on. And this brings us back to that answer when we're asked up front by, by a new client that says, if we do this whole branding initiative, does that mean you're going to have to redesign my logo? This is where we would say, here's our recommendation. We now, now that we know what the strategy is and where we have clarity on who your audience is, we understand who the competition is and what that landscape looks like. We've gathered all that awareness. This is where we can now hold up what your current image, look, voice, what those assets yeah. are and say, now what's working, what stands out, what's cutting through, and what needs to be reassessed. One of the activities that we do with our clients that most think is really impactful for them to gain clarity is after our discovery and strategy process, we do a SWOT analysis. Those who do SWOT analysis, it's a little bit different. We do a brand SWOT analysis. So we understand the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of a brand. What In what ways do we see our opportunities? In what ways are we really great? In what ways can we be better? And that activity, using the strategy, using the understanding of the marketplace, understanding who we are, who we want to be, and then being really honest with ourselves can, can help provide you with, all right, now let's create a priority list. Now that we know who we are and who we need to be, Let's create a priority list on what's the most impactful. And I wouldn't put the priority list in um, financial, say, let's say how much it's going to take to invest into it, but start with priorities on what are we going to get out of it? How much, how much impact are we going to create with something like that? And then you'll find that it's a lot easier to make those kind of decisions. And I would do that every year. I yep. would do a brand SWAT along with your review of your strategy because they go hand in hand on an annual basis. And I think that that will inform you greatly as to what you should prioritize and what's going to be the most helpful for you, not only in the short term, but to help you work towards that 10-year goal. So that's our conversation today. If th you think of another topic, if there's something top of mind, if there's a concern, a branding issue, a problem that you would like us to talk about, shoot us a message and let us know. We would be happy to add it to the queue. Absolutely. Or just talk to you about it. Yeah, or just give us a call. <laughs> Have a good one. Till next time. Thanks. Susner is a branding firm specializing in helping companies make a meaningful mark. 
guiding marketing leaders who are working to make their brand communicate better, stand out, and engage audiences to grow their business. For more on Susner, visit susner.com. Thank you.